0: Welcome in ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Here Refugees podcast, Ted here, John here. I had actual music in my ears. Excellent work, producer Brian. Before we had to just like wait for him to like cue us in. So that, that was that that's pretty cool. And we're actually gonna be able to hear the music. We don't have to watch the clips ahead of time. Excellent work by our producer. John, how you doing, my friend? I'm good. You're how letting
1: you're letting everyone know about the sausage making here behind the scenes. This is uh, this is this is that's that's exclusive content for Patreons only. To know to know is. our <laughs> our AV hookups.
0: <laughs> hey, hey, we give all our fans the behind the scenes. I always love to to comment on that, and i like to give uh, I like to give our producer Brian his chops because he has certainly made this show uh, much bigger than it was just John and I trying to fumble our way through a live
2: stream.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we should do like uh well, well like you know unless Melissa's doing all these throwback kits. We should do uh we should do like a throwback show. Have or be like have, <laughs> have bad audio and only one yes. scene. yeah, I think we should do that. Yes, That'd be great. Yes. Um. Anyway, man, husband, uh, how's, how's your weekend been? How it's, you been doing? It's been
1: good. You know, we were talking about the show. We were we were putting together the rundown for the show last night, and you know realized this only might be like a twenty-five minute, thirty-minute show because there's nothing really to talk about until Thursday. So I, I don't know. This might be a short show. It's hard to say.
0: Yeah. Yeah, nothing 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 really broke nothing broke today anywhere yeah nothing nothing big except except one small little thing mm-hmm. we have a new TV partner is it flow sports it is flow sports awesome. the return of no no kidding kidding uh of course I'm kidding it's a joke
1: it's nothing that
0: it is not flow sports thankfully uh DC Unite have announced a partnership with NBC Sports Washington and uh tele telezitos teleitos I'm assuming that's uh, Telemundo's. It's Telemundo's uh, multicast network. A couple of big things about this. First of all, DC United is returning to NBC Sports Washington, which I think fans have been asking for for a while now, probably since, probably since they, uh, they went off uh, NBC Sports Washington in 2016. Uh, People have wanted this. Uh, They are still going to do live uh, free live streams to people inside the little uh, bubble, which I don't think I'm a part of, but you know what? It's okay because I get, I have cable. I can now sit, watch the game on TV. I don't have to be thirty seconds behind, and have uh, and have people be tweeting out things that are happening in games before I see them. It makes so your, very happy It'll make
2: that.
1: your live tweeting much much better to be on. Oh, actual yes. cable.
0: Oh yes, absolutely. Uh, but this is a big deal. I, I think let, let's break this down into two fronts. Let's talk about what what it means to be back on i guess regular cable even if it is you know I, I mean let's be let's be serious if there is a capitals game or there is a wizards game these are getting bumped to the plus channel um i thought the wording was interesting
1: if there's a wizards it's game up- a capitals game or a redskins preseason game or i re- yep. <laughs> i'm sorry washington football team game or a replay of a preseason maybe, washington maybe football team game
0: maybe even a spirit game i don't know Who knows? like possibly to the bottom of the uh, packing order for sure yeah, we're definitely at the bottom of the pecking order. Um I, I think this is more this is more of an emission. And I know that it's completely different business operations from back in 2016. I think this is an emission that uh DC United needs Comcast or sorry, I said Comcast. <laughs> it needs HDS. <laughs> it it needs it needs NBC Sports Washington more than NBC Sports Washington needs DC. Mm-hmm. And I think this is a this is a move that sort of brings back it brings back fans. It it is it is what fans have wanted, which is to have these games. Now, when you go to a bar, you don't have to hope they have a, a, a ESPN Plus stick or hope that oh, you God. know they carry News Channel. Say, I want to turn on News Channel Eight. <laughs> you
1: just made me remember the sticks. You may remember the Flow Sports sticks that oh, each yes, United team yes. members had to go around to partner bars. And buy enough sticks for every TB in the bar because you can't split the cut, put, spit the feed. From oh god, I forgot all about that whole thing. The nightmare. Oh, well, it's done now. Yeah, it's
0: all over. It's all over. It's done. The healing. The healing. The healing is happening right now.
1: If only, um. if only we had terrestrial video when Wayne Rooney was here. That was, of yeah. course, the biggest miss of all time. However, the whole idea is like you have to have casual fans. I don't know how much like in the old days, like flipping through the channels happened. Like you were just flipping and like, oh, game. No one flips, no one's, unless you're a very old person, you're not just hitting like channel up on your remote control, you know where you're going. You're you're going to the guide, you're watching on TiVo, you're doing whatever you're doing. However, all that aside, it's great to have it in public spaces as more people are actually coming into public spaces. It's great to be able to set it on your own DVR and not have to worry about there's a streaming option that you can watch later. Maybe podcasters who have to watch games multiple times to be able to speak about it coherently. We'll, we'll appreciate that element to it. Um, and also like, you know, the big thing that I don't think will happen, it, it would be great if it does happen, but I, I wanna hold my breath, is that a long time ago when they were, uh, when they were on Comcast Sportsnet, and NBC, before they were NBC Sports Washington, there was a a DC United television show um, on the weekends, which was cool. Dave Johnson hosted that. It was like every other week, I think. And also, they they they'll get coverage on the like on the I don't know what they call it anymore. I don't. It used to be CSN Sports Night. I don't know what they call it. But the, that sort of that sort mm-hmm. of like accidental exposure to the fact that DC United exists and is playing. Is is what you want? That's how you're going to capture the attention of the sports fan, but sort of like passive soccer fan.
0: So it's great, it's great news. Yeah, and and having that buy in, you know, NBC is going to have to put somebody, whether it's an intern or somebody's going to have to write, you know, news stories uh, covering the team. It's going to show up on their Twitter feed. I think you get exposure from that. You're going to get. I think at the end of the day, I think at the very least, you have given fans what they wanted, which was normal TV coverage that they can go to a bar in DC and say, hey. Can you tune into NBC Sports Washington? They don't have to. They, don't say, they don't have to jump through. They do have to jump through hoots. Watch their phone. Open their tablet. None of none of, none of that nonsense. You know, they all probably know what NBC Sports Washington Plus is, which is probably where the, which is where the home opener is going to end up because I believe I, I checked it. There is a uh, it's either a Capitals or Wizards game. I can't remember. I think that the, the right I think the
1: days where that was an issue about being on most cable things are done. I remember when that was yeah. when that was a first concern. That was CSN Plus or NBC Sports Washington Plus was not on most cable packages. So now that's I think that's a pretty going to be pretty standard. If you have CSN, you probably have CSN Plus.
0: Yeah, I know there's some people here who said, "Oh, I have it on YouTube TV." Oh, I have NBC Sports Washington on YouTube TV, Uh, and I said, "Do you have the Plus channel?" Because that's where most of the content's going to get kind of kind of shoveled to. because of, because of other contract negotiations between sports that are just, frankly, more popular. Uh, even, even though the Wizards have been bad for, for years, they still probably pull better ratings than, than DC. I think that's probably true. Um,
1: Gilbert Arenas, uh, I think they, they've been bad since Gilbert Arenas, however, still probably double or triple the anemic ratings for DC United. They'll, maybe they'll get better. The hope is they'll get better. Mark Rickling uh, points out that terms not disclosed... Uh, equals, team is still paying for part of the production cost for televising games. Money well spent, in my opinion. Absolutely it is. It's, it's, it's cheaper, probably, than whatever whatever cost they would have to get to have that many people see DC United games. Or, or just know that DC United exists. So, it's money well spent. And the hardcore fans, you know, since the season started, we can all now, I guess, get over the preseason thing. It was stupid. <laughs> it was dumb. But now the real games are happening, and we'll be able to watch them on TV. So... Anyway, good good day for DC United and good day for DC United it, fans on on the TV side.
0: Part part 2 about this, part really part 2, is part 2 and part 3. Part 2 is the games will be still uh, which I think is the is a bigger part of the story uh as well is that you can still watch it if you don't if you don't have cable, if you cut the cord, you can still watch it on the team's website. I think this has been a, a nature of 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 rights splitting. I guess is the right way to term it like every teams are splitting up their – Digital rights versus their versus their TV rights, um, and then of course the other the other news. Which I think I think actually is potentially more significant is that there's going to be Spanish language yep. uh, broadcast of the game. Um, that is something that the team has sorely sorely missed. Um, I hope we see maybe a return in the stadium. I, I have to go back and 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 but I, I seem to remember Audi Field. There was no as great as the guy who does the the PA. It would be nice. You, you like to have that um, that Spanish language as well, and that's something DC had for a while. Yeah. Uh, and and they've lost it, so that it's all good things to see.
1: I was talking to someone today uh, about that that particular news, and their question for me was, how many how many Spanish speaking people in this country care about MLS or care about DC United? And I said, well, certainly less than would have if they had kept the Spanish language rights for DC United over the last ten years. Uh, I think that's a big ball dropped, and the one they're picking up now, so they'll pay. I think they'll pay for that that shortage. I think that they'll see those numbers not be as good as they hope because they've left them off so long. But I think it's certainly it's something that had to be done. Uh, D- Douglas uh, talking about the the OG the OGPA announcer that, that did the that did it in Spanish. I remember at RFK, and I remember I remember that uh, like a, every time I brought a friend to the to rfk for the first time and they did that they were like oh, it's like the, it's like when they yell goal on tv really long i was like it is like <laughs> that it is like that do you like it because
0: dc yeah yeah and i miss
1: it that. it's good yeah. i miss it too yeah and now and uh, this is a this is something that's it's good we're it's a, it's an overall good thing in a day of a whole bunch of good things that we're gonna get to this was the this was the first one was this the first one in the yeah, this was the first one okay we're going through the day we're giving you a a show that is uh, <laughs> proceeding along it's like 24 uh, where this is the, this is the episode where we're getting, <laughs> this is hour uh, one to two o'clock I think.
0: Yeah, and um, it's 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 all good things I will say it, it does say up to thirty three DC United matches, that seems very clear. Uh, I I could see if there's a Wizards and Capitals conflict, which could happen, uh, maybe this game gets bumped entirely, which is why I think they're having sort of the backup. Hey, it's going to be watch it on the website. Yep, uh, and then hopefully they hopefully they unblock it for people like me who live outside of that radius. Um, I hope I hope that happens. But for right now, all good things. They're all listed on the schedule as being on. There, Ted will so have to drive here
1: to someone's house in Washington, D.C. So we're, we're now accepting borders. Ted will Ted will come. Oh, to I'm house just going to drive to ships. your house, John. I don't think I'm in the me? circle. I Am saying. I in the circle? Uh, <laughs> You're in the circle, man. Uh, just a, just a quick note before we move on. If you are a listener of the show, you're either watching live or, or listening uh, uh, to the podcast on Tuesday. If you wanted to tweet at NBCS Washington uh, or to NBC, what's the what's the account for the DC United specific one? I want to make sure I get it right. At S D C United, and and ask them what their plans are for podcasts for the year. I, I wouldn't be upset about it. I I think, I think that there are certain certain podcasts out here that are unaffiliated with major uh, major network news that would be open to partnerships. So, you know, if you wanted to if you wanted to bother them, don't harass them, but if you want to just give them an idea, I think it's that's okay. We'll support that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll definitely support sure. that. Uh moving on to, to the next big news story of the day. Uh DC United has hired Lucy Rushton uh from uh Atlanta to be the general manager. Um she is apparently going to be I I guess it's unclear. We we don't know exactly what her exact you know what what her role is going to be like is Casper stepping away i think we're all still wondering with that apparently she she will report to to Casper uh an interesting uh interesting casper has been a part of the team for a long time um uh, i even found it a little funny when when uh uh golf said winner of one mls cup and i'm like it's been that long like 2004 <laughs> like he was uh, the general manager or general manager part of team? i guess so uh but uh they took her away from. Uh, they took Lucy away from from Atlanta a week before uh, the season head- started. Yes, a week before the season started. Uh, as Atlanta's head of video and technical analysts uh, for five years, uh, so basically, uh, and the team apparently also tried to hire her. They had also had interviewed. It seemed like maybe this is. This seems to me like maybe this is a situation where Casper is either stepping, stepping, being promoted while also sort of being, uh, sort of stepping away. Um, taken away from from the day to day operations of the club, uh, he may still have some approval. Big transfers, he might need to 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 have some sort of approval. I, I think this is significant for two reasons. Number one, she is the second woman to serve as a GM, uh, as Goff points out. Um, the first one for San Jose, which I'm trying to see if I had. You didn't. Nope, I, I missed it. But um, it early on, it was for, like 97,
1: 98. Yeah, and she it was, was ninety nine. Yeah, she was more in charge of. Uh, so the business side, uh, rather than player uh, player acquisition and, and roster building. So this is this is the first woman who's conceivably in charge of player personnel, roster building, etc., what- contracts.
0: Which is the way it was with a lot of uh, a lot of MLS teams back then. The coach was basically also the technical director in charge of scouting, in charge of everything, and everybody else kind of ran more the business side of, of things. But uh, apparently, she, she's going to bring more a lot of analytics. Uh, she did a lot of that with Atlanta, uh, so this is all uh, this is all very exciting. I think this is this this is. We, I remember. I think it was we were they were talking with um, uh, Sebi Salazar, and they were talking about you know a couple years ago they talking about you know who. You know they can't really fire Ben Olson. They can't really get rid of Ben Olson because if you get if you like just completely remove Ben, then you just have Dave Casper as the only soccer person and a couple and a few assistant coaches. Uh, so the soccer side has always been something DC has lacked. You had people doing multiple jobs, doing multiple things. This seems to be an indication that the, that those days are changing. Um, I think even you, you had uh, you had Roach on the show earlier and he, he actually was seemed more pumped about this move than the the NBC Sports Washington move, because I think it is it does give a sense that this team is is growing up kind of with the league and, and starting to act like a professional outlet. Um, and I, I so I, I am excited about this. I'm, I have I wanted I wanted D.C. when they were looking for a coach. I wanted them to go out and find an outside voice because I think this team needed an outside voice. I, you know, I wanted someone to come in who had a different ideas, and I think this also does that, and this was unexpected, which makes it even more amazing. We were not expecting this move a week a week before the season or any time during the season. So I think having an outside voice, someone with a different perspective, different ideas, uh, is only a good thing. Uh, even if it doesn't work out, it's only a good thing to get a fresh, fresh pair of eyes on the team. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about what the new coach thinks about the team later, but yeah. – uh, I've I've said a lot, but John, you you you. What are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I think um, first was Yamil, then was Julian, now is Lucy. We like to fleece or at least uh, raid Atlanta United right before season start. Now this is the third time. Um, I think there's a lot to learn about this still. I think we're we're rare in the very early days as far as what the division of labor looks like. What her job still consists of. Mm-hmm. What we do know is this is a promotion for her uh, from her job at Atlanta United. This is a this is a pretty big step up from doing sort of scouting and video work analytics Uh, i think it says i says what the team values right now i think that there's a there's a big trend we've talked about this with charlie bohm uh in his article about vancouver uh there's a big trend towards teams trying to maximize maximize their capabilities with analytics both from Mm -hmm. roster construction but also identifying players that fit the bill uh for for lower cost than they might have had to pay otherwise i think that's good the question for me is uh is she and Dave Casper given capital to go and hire more scouts. I think my question is, is Lucy being given this job, uh, is she basically a scout slash general manager? A lot of her work has been at previous job when she was, I believe at Reading. Uh, no, at Watford, at Watford and, and she was at the head of technical scouting in Reading. Um, Different skill set necessarily than, than roster construction. Is she going to be out, sort of building that shopping list, working with Ernan to find those players, uh, decide whether or not they're going to be a fit? That's a general. That's a general manager's job, I think, in in general. But I think in general. But I think that also traditionally Dave's been about contracts. He's been about knowing league rules. He's been about having great relationships within the the league to be able to make trades. So I, I'll be very interested to see what his new job looks like. Casper's new job looked like as president of soccer operations, uh, and, and how much how much uh, resources Lucy's given to build out a full scouting department, so that she's able to concentrate on the rest of those things. Or is she going to be doing those same skills that she was doing in other places, while uh, Dave still has his hands on contracts, he has his hands on sort of the same things that he's had before. It's an open question. I think either way, it's either way, it's about bringing in new talent and a new lens and new skill sets they didn't have before. Uh, it's just it remains to be seen until the team talks about it, until we have sort of media availability on on the two of them. Uh, what what the real change is going to be from from uh, from the Casper's perspective.
0: Yeah. And, and I guess that that's sort of what I'm getting at is that this is this is this is committing resources. You are essentially bringing someone in, paying them a salary that you otherwise maybe were just putting on one person. Um, so I think I think that is enough. And it it does help you know to have multiple if you have an opinion on players it helps have multiple opinions uh when Nick Deleon was drafted in 2012 Kevin Payne was apparent was from all reports was a big critic you had other voices saying nope he's a good player we should get him you get him and 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 so having those multiple voices having multiple opinions uh hel- helps things and instead of just having one guy who is making the decisions, who's doing the scouting and doing everything. It, it opens up in that regard. I agree with you about the resources. I hope, I hope, I hope she's provided the resources. I think you don't make this type of move unless you, unless you are planning on expanding,
1: right? Because she's, because she's stepping up. This is a new job for her. So you have to put her in a position to succeed and not just mm-hmm. throw in it, throw her in, in the deep end of the pool and hope she swims. Stuart Mayer is obviously still on, uh, still with East United. He's the technical director is his title. Now, um, Stuart has been a part of putting the loud United roster together, Uh, Putting the DC United roster together, so I think that I think what we've done here is add an extra brain to the to the brain trust that puts these teams together. I don't think if people are looking for the Dave Casper fingerprints to get off this team uh, because he has only had one MLS Cup, one Supporters' Shield, and one uh, U.S. Open Cup in his in his since 2002. I think you will be disappointed. I think he is he's still going to have some say. He's still going to be Dave Casper. You know, run. Enterprise. I think that we're just gonna have more voices and more ideas that weren't there before. And we've got a lot of people chime in on that. Uh Kevin Hernandez agreeing with both of us. Curious to see if she's given more or the same resources she had in Atlanta. It'll be a challenge because of Atlanta's budget, but you know, but it's entirely possible. Um and and B bas goal says would love to see her expand the scouting analytics department that report to her and not just doing the old her old job with a new title. Yeah, I think that's I think we would I think that's the best outcome for the team for I,
0: I I don't think you, I don't think you, uh, you take this job unless you're guaranteed some sort of expanded role or you have a good understanding of what your role is going to sure. be. Uh, yeah. And, yeah, sure. yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I, I think I, I, you know, it'll, I'll, it'll be fun. It, it is a fun time right now at this club uh, to see this team going out and doing things like this. We don't know what the results are going to be. We don't know if this leads to, to success, but at the meantime, it's, it's certainly, uh, it's certainly fun, uh, fun to see. Uh, th- this was going to lead the show. This is how, this is how crazy things got moving on to preseason. Talk about overcompensating, by the way, no stream for the last preseason game. Everybody angry. Everybody So, What does DC do on Monday? Oh, let's just give them what they want. Give them everything. Let's, let's do everything. But before we move uh, on,
1: there apparently is going to be one more thing tomorrow. That's really what people want. I'm not going to get into what it is, but based on the tease, uh, from Pablo's, uh, live chat today on the, from the athletic, I think there's a lot of people who have been clamoring for something that might get it uh, tomorrow, and I don't want to step on his reporting. But tomorrow, read the Athletic, read uh, Pablo's Twitter account. Uh, I think there's, I think there's some more good news coming. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna break it, <laughs> but just, just pay attention.
0: It. You're not, you're not, you're not even gonna say a hunch of what it is. Oh, I, I,
1: I have a very good idea what it is. Uh, it's what, what have been people have been asking for in the, in the Facebook and Instagram feeds. Uh, of DC United for the last week
0: nonstop. I I'm guessing the cherry blossom jersey. Maybe but so maybe. maybe. Yeah, that, that 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 seems like a pretty good a pretty good guess. Uh preseason. Let's uh, preseason. Let's get to the game. DC United one one draw with New York Red Bulls. Let's all close our eyes and imagine what the game was like. Uh Eric Sorga scored a goal. So he he has uh taken the reins from from uh from Nick de as a Red Bull killer uh with his goal. He has yeah one one draw apparently there was a penalty. Um I, I not much list. we can really say. My trialist, yes. So, so he's, he's given cut. away by That tri- guy's
1: guy now cut. He gave up well, a penalty. <laughs> <yeah>. So sorry.
0: <laughs> well, that guy cut. I think is the guy that they're looking to sign. Oh, then hopefully it wasn't according him. to golf. Uh,
1: speak, speak, speaking <laughs> was of, him. Speaking of Eric Sorga, uh, I think this probably fits in now better than anywhere else. Uh, Steve Goff apparently, while we were having this podcast, tweeted that uh, Eric Sorga may start. Breaking news. May start start the game on Saturday over Ola Kamara. Wow, I think there's lots of yeah. I think there's lots of people on Twitter that are gonna be really juiced for this, and also it screws up my very specific DC United. Uh, Give <laughs> it DC United, United uh, uh, prediction, but we, we have we have
0: one we have one very specific prediction from a fan dealing with that. Yeah. so I think he will be. He, he I won't say who he is. I'll, I'll tell him on the show, but I think he's pumping his fist at that at that. Uh, How about that? Uh, That's wild. Yeah. Um, but we can't
1: say anything about the game because, again, as we've said sorry my dog wants to be on the podcast uh it's pod dog pod dogs okay. saying what's up and wants to go outside sorry, <laughs> uh so I, I we 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 continue to not know anything about these games we're going in so cold uh to the to the game on Saturday as far as how this team is going to perform uh but I it's over now good now we can now now the games that matter start Saturday uh and uh the coach who we had a chance to speak to last week uh, has a lot of thoughts about how well his team has performed so far in uh, in the preseason.
2: It was great. There's still a lot of work to do, but I have to say that uh, I didn't expect this progression after five weeks of preseason, not only on the field with our style of play, but also condition. Condition has to be much better. Uh, we still have a, a long way to go. Uh, I don't believe that from the physical point of view, we will be ready for the 17th of April but um we improve a lot comparing with where we coming from uh, it's it has been a long break uh, many players um didn't came back uh on the right way in the right conditions and we knew it would take some time to to get all the players fit and to start playing the way we want but at least um i have to say um we don't have too many extra injuries most of the injuries right now are injuries from the past uh the group is fit and like you say some new guys still have to join so um, it can be uh, we can only get better and i'm satisfied with all the steps we made the last five weeks so that
1: was uh, that 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 was in the press conference last week uh with uh, in front of dc united media and that was a that was a issue that he came back to numerous times uh throughout the interview Uh, it was not sort of like a, it it feels very much like he walked in to that press conference with that to talk about, like he was going to, he was going to drive that home and he brought it up in three or four more questions. So, uh, what, what do we, what do we think about the very candid and honest assessment by, by the new
0: head coach? I've been, I've been thinking like, I guess now, now we're getting into games. So now, now it's the ultimate time I I comparing what we just heard to what we got from, uh, from (laughs) Bennels. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, with what we got and what would Ben Olson, if Ben Olson walks into training and first day and he sees, you know, the fitness level is not there for his team. What do you think he does? He develops a roster. He puts a starting lineup out there and he, he says, all right, we're going to play a very conservative way because we're not fit yet. And then maybe eventually we'll work our way into something and then eventually it becomes the, the way we play. Uh, this seems to be Lasada sort of saying, no, guys aren't fit. Well, guess what? We're going to work and we're going to make them fit. Um, we're going to, you know, we're going to run sprints. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. Uh, and we're going to make sure that we are a a fit team because the way I want to play is non-negotiable. I want to, I want to instill this style on my team and we are seeing this team. I remember it was talked about, you know, we, everybody was saying, oh, this team isn't set up to play three at the back. I think that's driving one of the potential center back signings. The fact that they have a a player hurt, they're looking for some, for some cover. I think we're going to see this team, every preseason game, this team is rolled out three in the back. Uh, a four-man midfield, and then you know, a withdrawn forward, and then a starting forward. So, I think at this point, that's what that's what I'm going to expect to see on the 17th. I, I think we have seen him talk about how you know, oh, don't read too much into how I played. We're seeing him basically throw out what he was playing at beer, at a beer shot. So, uh, this is a guy I think that is that wants a way to play, and and this is a very different uh, different sort of uh, feeling that what we get than what we got from Ben Olsen.
1: Undoubtedly. Undoubtedly. I, I do want to see what his tone is like after this team loses a couple games. Uh-huh. If, sorry, if this team loses a couple games. But when inevitably at some point when some bad run bad runs go, he seems like a guy who is going to uh, speak his mind on it. And if there's players that aren't performing, I don't think there's going to be a lot of – I don't necessarily think that he's going to be characterized as a player's coach the way Ben Olson was always, which will help you keep a locker room together for a long time. But it will not necessarily help you win. It will not give you, it will not give you necessarily give you results. So that'll be something to watch as, as he develops. He seems very much like a guy who has an idea of what's going to happen. He understands, he understands the player because he was one and he was one not that long ago. But I don't think he's going to give players a lot of latitude to do things the way they want to do things.
0: I, I said, through. I said it. I said, I said at one point. I think you know there there are players that will respond to this. They will get up. They'll get up for it, and it's even caused me to think. You know, we, we've talked. To, we, I remember you wrote an article for your for your old uh, your old blog that you had about the amount of failures DC United had with signing international players. I, it made me think. I'm like, you know, I wonder how much of that was, you know, Marcus Halstey coming into this team and and being like. What the heck is like? What like these guys? There's these players aren't fit. No one's trying. No one's mm-hmm. really like. We got a coach that doesn't that doesn't seem to care or doesn't seem as as invested as I'm used to in Europe. And it makes you kind of wonder. It may. It makes you kind of think like maybe this is what this team has been missing. Somebody who comes in with that type of attitude. Um, I, I'll I'll be very I'll be very curious. I'd be very curious to see how this how this develops over the season, how the team looks uh, on opening day. I think we're going to get a, a good indication of now it counts. Now it's for real. Uh, Preseason's over again. We watched a little bit of preseason. We saw some good things. So, but that's kind of one of the things I had in my head. I'm like, you know, we had a lot of European international players fail. I wonder how much of that was was maybe they get here and it's like you have a players coach, which is fine, but no one. It, it seems like it's not like. Not what you want. You want to play at the highest level, and you're used to sort of playing at sort of a high level. And, and to come here, it seems a little different. And it so. makes you think
1: of Wayne Rooney instantly. If you're me, yeah. We'll never know. Yeah. We'll never know. That'll be a long term. That'll <laughs> be a long term oral history potentially. But yeah. Moving on, uh, we've got some Decent United roster updates in a day of five million things that are going on. Uh, for the old heads, uh, it appears that uh, Decent United remains in negotiations with Andy Nahar. Uh, there was a report out of Honduran Media this week that he passed his medical. So that was Andy was being held out of, of many of these games, as far as we know. The minutes tracker that Black and Red United had him very low on minutes, and the idea was potentially that they saw what they needed to see, but they wanted to keep him healthy and make sure that he could make it all the way through this medical. It seems like he did that. I would imagine he gets signed. I can't imagine there being a huge uh, gulf between the sides on money unless DC United really wants to lowball him because he's not worth as much as he was uh, in the past. Uh, but also, we're looking at signing Tony Alfaro, a left-footed center back who has been on trial, uh, former Seattle Sounder, but most recently played with Reno in the USL Championship. So, sorry, my dog is rolling around. Uh, with Steven Birnbaum out until June, uh, and then also taking some time to get back up to speed because at that point, he will have been out for months and months and months and months. Uh, that is more cover. So, I that the, I think you alluded to it. Like That, that says that, all right, well he's not just going to ditch it and get to a four man backline because he's short, he's short guys. I think he's willing to take the growing pains in order to put his stamp on the team and figure out the system that he wants to play in the long term.
0: And maybe he, you know, maybe there was a discussion between him and Dave and maybe once they got, they said, he said, you know, maybe Dave was like, look, you know, I don't, I don't care about how maybe he got here being like, Oh, I need to make sure I'm getting results. Cause you know, Maybe you know I don't I don't want to get fired. And then Dave said, "You know what? I don't care about that right now. Let's 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 get a style. Let's get something into this team. And maybe that's what's sort of driving it. Um, we'll probably we probably will never know, but nope. Uh, but certainly something." So it's something to, to keep an eye on this year.
1: Quick pause in the action means I get to remind you to make sure that you're following us on all of the platforms. We do live video on Instagram before, during and after games this season. We have a live show every Monday at eight 30. That's on YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, and Instagram. We have a discord channel for all you Gen Z listeners and the links for all these things are on our website at RFKrefugees.com. And if you're listening to this show and haven't subscribed yet, just head over to RFKrefugees.com slash subscribe. And you're one click away from hearing us twice a week forever or until you unsubscribe but no one ever quits on rfk refugees they just don't anyway thanks and keep enjoying the show
0: um all right so we promised we're going to get to we had a team in the in the area that actually did play games and we should definitely talk about them we should not forget we've had a lot of dc related content uh that we really couldn't ignore uh but we got we had an actual game we had the first uh a game that counts question mark it's it's a, <laughs> yeah it's, it's a pre-season tournament. But it's not really the the whole regular season. Uh the the first game of the of the Challenge Cup, the NWSL Challenge Cup is kicked off. DC had their first game. Uh, their first game against uh New York in uh, yeah, NC Courage. Sorry, I am like falling apart on the show right now. <laughs> um 3-2 loss. Uh they opened up with a goal from uh Yokoyama, and uh it was a struggle from there on for this team. They then fell behind. 3-1 heading into the break, uh, and then there was a very, very nice ball from Jacobs over the top to Trinity Rodman, who becomes, I think they said the youngest player to score. In Did I read that yes, correctly? That is correct. like, she's like She's the youngest player to score. So great for her to open her account. Um, looked like a comp, uh, consonant pro taking that off uh, the, the the bounce. So very, very exciting. So a loss, but you have to feel you know, you're, you're missing Kelly O'Hara. You're missing Andy Sullivan. You're missing a lot of players. I mean, uh, Billy Feist when it, Bailey Feist went off with an ACL injury in the Gotham FC friendly. Uh, great. We, we haven't talked about like great rebrand, great name change, great everything. For sure. and WSL is, is, is killing MLS when it comes to kit design, logo design, uh, literally dragging us back from the, from the abyss of, of, of lameness. Just to, just to loop back on, on the challenge cup game a little bit. Uh,
1: for those of you who are watching it, uh, the back, line, the back line was being bullied around, and I think that there's a lot to do with a new system in play. There's a lot to do with, uh, as Ted referred to, two of your starting back line being in, I think, Norway or Sweden playing with the national team. Uh, Sweden, Sweden. Yeah. So uh, I think that there is, I think similar to what we just talked about with Hernan about trying to figure out how to establish the system you want and put up with results that aren't necessarily what you would like to have in order to get better, this is preseason. It's a tournament, but it's yeah. preseason. Uh, So there's certainly I think the off I think the forwards look very dangerous. I think the midfield, if you looked at that starting midfield, uh, it's not the one that you're going to want to see roll out there when the real season starts. Um, Bailey Feist, the ACL injury that she that she suffered is massive to this team. I think she was my Player of the Year pick for this year. She was Jason Anderson's pick for the year. She had a fantastic Challenge Cup last year in 2020 she was, she took up for Rose's continued absence when she was actually still there, uh, and sort of playing a similar uh, uh, style of play in the middle of the field, being the, being the creative box-to-box type player that I don't think the team has another one of right off the bat that can plug right in. Uh, that will be a challenge, that'll be interesting to me to see what they do, uh, particularly when everyone is uh, back in camp and we're playing real games that count, uh, but it's it's tough to have your first game against North Carolina, uh, no matter what. Even though I talked about in numerous interviews that maybe they're not so great anymore, uh, but they look they looked like they could finish. And there was apparently the Spirit had more expected goals, but from my viewing, from my multiple viewings of the game, there looked to be about eight or nine squandered chances with inside the eighteen yard box for North Carolina that they're usually going to convert. So that game could have could have turned a whole bunch of different ways. But luckily, they stayed close for goal differential if it matters for the Challenge Cup. Uh, so the, the the next game is uh, this Thursday at Audi Field against Racing Louisville. Who uh, the game is not open to the fans, uh, but Louisville had their first game as a club, as an expansion team, with a two-two draw against Orlando Pride. They of the amazing jerseys uh, and amazing moon goalie jersey for Ashley Harris, Ashlyn Harris. Uh, so uh, I, I imagine there, we're going to see another similar setup. We're probably going to see the same uh, same formation again. Sort of same three in the back. Probably a little bit of player rotation, considering they played. Uh, was that Sunday or Saturday that they played this game against North Carolina? Saturday. So they got it's it's a pretty quick turnaround for the preseason. They're probably not gonna, they're probably going to see some 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 changes and I I, I I don't I'm not really I don't necessarily know which, but I think there's going to be uh, something that'll be something to watch out for. I think probably Ashley uh, Ashley Sanchez played the whole game or most of the whole game. I think she did. Yeah.
0: So she she struggled too. I. I I will talk about her as one of the players. of the players that struggled. Uh, Jacob struggled, I think in the midfield um, uh, can't remember, but i I know that Ashley sanchez as well she she struggled uh to uh to sort of cr- be that creator. and really with with Feist out, she sort of shifts into that role as that person who's, who's who who can who has the potential at least uh, has the potential at least to... Uh, to to sort of take up that mantle and to be that sort of creative force, uh, but I think you're right. I I think it's good that the team showed up. That they didn't didn't back down. They didn't three one. I thought it was honestly over, and then there was a, a great ball over to Trinity Rodman. Uh, great for her to open her account. Um, she she looked good. She came out. I don't know if we'll see her start or we'll see her get many uh get a lot of uh, get a lot of time there. John's gonna go let the dog out. Um, And, uh, I don't know how much time we're going to see her get, but I think it's good to see that, um, that, uh, that she's out there. She got the goal. That's important. Um, and I, I think overall I left that, I left that game not disappointed, not, you know, not upset, uh, you know hopeful that this team can can start to put it together um and also yokoyama scoring too i think was
1: um, yeah very quick turn capitalizing on a mistake quick. for the by the by the courage
0: backup goalie third third string goalie i think potentially and she and she's someone who came into this team last year and i i don't think she had the year she would have wanted to have no. uh in in 2020 so it was good to see her get off get get a goal in um, I think all of that shows that losing Feist is big. It's not a backbreaker for this team. It's certainly a, a stumble, and, and they've got to sort of figure out who they want to be now um, without her out there. So, um, And I think we saw a little bit of that.
1: Uh, we got a comment in the – we'll address this quickly in the chat uh, from Calvin Byrne about your thoughts on the NWSL saying Segrafield Field isn't up to their standards. I don't necessarily know we got into –
0: we're on a good feelings trip, guys. You're right. Come on. You're right. <laughs> uh, I, I,
1: we had someone, one of our Patreons sent us some pictures on our Discord, which I encourage you all to join, which uh, which Producer Brian will put a link to in the chat, uh, that uh, there's still a lot of construction materials at Segra. There's lots of water pipes that have not been buried. They're going to need to get cracking on that. I think that the first game at Segra is in May, so they got a little bit of time, but... It would have been nice. I, I would imagine, from a cost perspective, to have uh, the Spirit playing these games at Segre uh, instead of having a minimum capacity game. In fact, no fans at all uh, this week, mm-hmm. and then the next game at, at Audi being again diminished fan perspective. So um, it's it's bad. It's not a good look. It, uh, hopefully, they get it done quickly. Uh, it's obviously been delayed and and Douglas as is, is, is correcting us Rodman is the youngest american goal scorer ever in wsl the youngest ever period is Ellie Carpenter from australia fair enough uh but she uh, Ro- we're excited about Rodman i personally i'm excited about Rodman is i wanted her to play up to the narrative that surrounded her as as a young player drafted with her lineage mm-hmm. a- and i wanted her to be able to do it on her own and, and make and make the attention that she's getting be validated by her performance, because that's the worst thing is a Freddie Adu situation or any other thing where the media decides the, the narrative is going to be the story for the entire year, and the player is put under pressure to perform. They're not ready to perform. For she's rolled out literally within five minutes of being on the field, has a great
0: touch, puts it in the net. So that's that's what you want. And, that's what you want to see. And and I feel I, I feel bad for her because she is going. She in news stories and even still, I think I saw a news story that came out. She is linked to her father and there is probably nothing that she can do about it. So I would love for her to come on sort of write her own history, uh, become a staple in the in the national team, start to make that rise up. and I hope this is sort of the beginning of that um, and that she becomes that that sort of moniker gets kind of dropped a little bit when people talk about her. Um, maybe it's sort of an afterthought in a story rather than the main headline. Um, right now you've seen a lot of sort of main headline, Dennis Rodman's daughter scores goal is kind of been our youngest American to score in NWSL, you know, and, and and that gets dropped from her because, you know, when she was drafted, I'm sure she probably got tired. She probably knew it was coming, but sure. I'm sure, you know, as somebody you're, you're tired of it, you're you're tired of being linked of being linked to that. Uh, you know, link to your father and, and, and sort of the personality he was that sort of comes with that and, and the baggage that comes with that, uh, even though it has no impact on how, who you are as a player and everything. Um, so. Other than helping her be tall. I think that maybe yeah. that, that might have been <laughs> something to it. Yeah, yeah. But um, all, good, all good news, all good news that, that she got the goal. And, and that's certainly uh, something great to see. And we'll see what happens in there. In their next game, uh, which I think is on Thurs- Tuesday or Wednesday, Thursday,
1: and uh, I, I, there's a possibility that RFK Refugees will be reporting live uh, from Audi Field from that game. So stay tuned, stay tuned on that one.
0: Against Racing Louisville, who had a, a a great showing in their first game against Orlando Pride, I watched a little bit of that game. Last minute goal, uh, two two draw. I, I wasn't paying, I guess, close enough attention that I could give you you know shot for shot analysis, but but uh, but and the, their jerseys look really cool. I'll say that um, plus one jerseys, so. Yes, plus plus one on the jerseys and the stadium too. There, the stadium out there in Louisville is gorgeous. I hope, I hope to hit that uh, hit that sometime. Uh, I guess next. Yeah, if you want to talk course. about
1: good feelings or lack of good feelings, uh, I don't know if you caught the MLS uh oh, yeah. Com. The
0: canals is a right back. Yeah, I'll, I'll take that with a huge, massive grain of salt. The
1: the, of the the MLS Soccer Decent Night preview uh, in which uh, they used the they used the graphic on the tweet that was. Uh, wrong and out of date unless Felipe is magically recovered, Bill Hamid is magically recovered, <laughs> Steve Birdbaum is magically recovered, and players are playing different positions than they're likely to play. Uh, but all that aside, <clears throat> I think that's probably work that was done ahead of time. Here are here are the projected finishes uh, for by MLS Soccer's writing staff. Steve Zaccowani, I won't say all of their names, but 12th in the East, 12th in the East, 12th in the East, 13th in the East, 12th in the East, 13th in the East, 10th, 10th, 13th, Twelfth by friend of the show, Charlie Bohm, And ninth by former DC United player, Charlie Davies. So clearly, Charlie, Charlie. Davies, we love you. And everyone else can yeah. suck it.
0: <laughs> yeah, friend, friend of the show, Char- Char- Charles Bohm. I expect better from you, my friend. He's- At least put us ninth. No, nope, but no one has us in the playoffs. Nobody has us in the playoffs. And, and we'll get into maybe why I am highlighting that in my very, very specific prediction. Because I am not as down on the team. I mean, I think with any MLS prediction, MLS is notoriously... I'm doing a a fantasy draft right now as we speak. Snail, we do a slow snail draft because we don't have time to Did do you say as we speak?
1: Are you are you doing a draft while you're podcasting? Is that what's happening right now? I here? am
0: not doing a draft while po- I'm not up yet.
1: We okay. are, I, I had you're made on the my clock? pick.
0: We're, we're several times down. People, the people here are probably watching the show. They're probably going to mention this. Um, I am not on the clock right now. We do a slow snail draft because we realized it was way too hard to find. So we do it like over the week, and people as much have as much time really as they want to pick. Uh, you know, don't don't be a jerk. But they get to call timeouts like real MLS MLS drafts and like go to table to <laughs> table. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Uh, that's kind of how it I works. want to see Aaron Almazada um, at a draft. By the way, oh yes, <laughs> I would love
1: to see. I want to see team if you're listening if you could detail me to get me access to watch the draft table live if 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 such a thing exists next year i would really love it i think it would be a great story to watch his face <laughs> as college players are drafted and people are taking timeouts and they're trading fourth round conditional uh like
0: you know supplemental picks <laughs> for players i want to see it i need it well, we're not gonna we may we may not get it because we don't have the there's there's no like uh no actual central location for the draft so unfortunate daniel hill says MLs
1: has a headline calling us one of the most unpredictable teams of 2021 which i think
0: that's yeah. probably right right i think that's actually fair yeah. <laughs> and is and again as as our producer points out or someone points out i'm not sure who, who typed it i'm pretty sure that's our producer When 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 unpredictable is a positive feeling and I think that is I think that's what all fans are. what I'm feeling right now is like it's positive that we're unpredictable. I, I'm tired of the same, you know, ordinary predictions for this team. Um, do you think like do you think that's leading into some of these predictions is everybody's like, we don't know. So if if we don't know when we're predicting you, we're going to go based on what we saw last year, which was not good. So we're just going to put you at the bottom. I think that's I think fair. Kind of uh,
1: but they even when they got into the players, they were not they were not impressed with the players. They were saying every player on this roster is either past their prime or well or not anywhere into form, which I thought was after last. I think last season is unfair to judge new players.
0: Absolutely. hundred percent.
1: So, yeah. Shut up. Shut up. Yeah. yeah <laughs>
0: and, and this is and this this is this happened during De- this happened during Ben's time as well. And I there, there is going to be teams that people predict will be the stars of the league and Everybody was calling Atlanta last year a playoff team, top of the table, everything. Oh, they were going to win the Supporters Shield again, and what happened? They absolutely fell apart. Well, they kicked the ta- they, they kicked one leg of the table,
1: <laughs> and then the table yeah. fell
0: on the ground. So, yeah, basically, uh, let's get into we have we have some we have some predictions. Uh, I am I am borrowing, ripping, stealing, um, whatever from the Total Soccer Show. They do a very very specific predictions. So the goal is to be as specific as possible. To predictions. We're not just going to say, you know. First, second, third, you know, we're not going to, you know, pick what we think. We're going to give very specific predictions. So I'll start first. I wrote mine down so John can see mine. John did not write his. I no. hope he has some. Uh, <laughs> first one I have. I do believe DC United will make the playoffs, but we will finish with a negative goal differential. And I decided like how how high I wanted to go on that goal differential and I decided that wasn't smart. So I just said negative goal differential. Which happens in the league, and I think I think if this team's making the playoffs, it's a pretty good call. I think this team is going to give up a lot of goals. They are going to uh, sacrifice a lot of talent. They're going to give up goals to start the game. They're going to lose some games, and then maybe they're going to get it together. So, John, what, what what do you have?
1: Well, one of mine is crushed already by the news that Steve Goff just broke, but my original one was Eric <laughs> Sorga will score more goals for Loudoun United than DC United this year, and I had it at five goals for Loudoun. Uh, if he's starting the first game of the year and his stock is rising, which is apparently the quote, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the under on my on my prediction
0: here. Speaking with, I put the call out. I wanted some very specific predictions uh, from some of our uh, from some of our things, and A- Angus is now basking in the in the in the glory of this prediction. Uh, he had that uh, that uh, Eric Sorga will get more minutes than uh than ola kamara in 2021 so uh he right now um he right now uh, apparently is looking like a genius yep. and he is he is completely uh completely basking in that basking in that glory of that prediction um my next prediction here's a, here's a good one here's a good yes, one for you is,
1: i i like this one
0: you like this one uh i say lucho acosta will have more goals and assists than Flores by the All-Star game. And I checked, I checked when the All-Star, we we haven't heard when the All-Star game is, but I'm gonna assume July, June, some somewhere in that time frame. Um if, if not, use that as my as my as my barrier. Uh but Flores will have will have more of both by the end of the year. My prediction comes that I think Acosta might get off to a hot start. He seems to be settling very well. Uh, but I think that eventually teams will figure them out. They'll figure out Acosta like they always have at DC. That's going to start to dry up, and then uh, I think Flores is going to struggle in the beginning because the team's trying to figure out who they are, and then he'll pick it up. So I'll be curious. To see, I, I can get. I have a two-pointer here. I can get. I can get one point <laughs> for one being right, or one point for the it's other. It's a parlay. One being right, so. You only get. You only have to get both. Both to cash. Uh,
1: I would. Yes. I. I would. I like the first part of that, and I think that the second part is will not be true. I hope it's. I hope it's true. I hope it's true, but I don't think it will be. I think that's a good one. Um, I only did two of them. So you're going to be, you're going to be, I I forgot about these until right before the show started. Uh, we will not play a three man backline by the end of the year that the, the experiment, the experiment in, in trying to do it will, uh, run up against reality of, of results. And I think that there will be a desire to not want to finish in the bottom two or three of the, of the East again. And regardless of where they want to be, I think that they will find that they don't have the personnel to play it due to either injury or just thinness.
0: Uh, and then they're going to have to go to a more conventional four-man back line. See, I, I, I we'll see. I'm, I'm curious to see what the pressure suddenly becomes if this team wants to go and 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 go out and win and win games. Um, so, well, just that- not
1: being wooden spoony. That's that's that's. that's yeah. I think that's the only, like not wanting his first season here to be engulfed in a fire of negativity. <laughs> that's the only thing. That's the only thing I can see that potentially does that. But I, that was, that's a maybe.
0: Yep, and uh, I have uh, my next specific prediction. I say DC United will drop points uh, from at least seven games by giving up a goal in the 85, 85th ooh, minute or later. Ooh. Yeah, so 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 to be clear, this is like dropping points is like you could be tied and then you lose, or you could be winning and then you tie. That that that's the idea of dropping points. Ted
1: is going to get wild um, with the prop bets for MLS. That's what I'm. Uh, that's what I'm <laughs> feeling here.
0: And that's cool. Well, I just feel, I feel this is a team, like, this came from Lasada's fitness comments. Yep. I think this team, you know, it's going to wane off towards the end of the year, but I think this team is going to, they're going to, at some point, they're going to figure out the system. They're going to play well, but they're still not going to have quite the fitness to hold on to games. And they're going to be kind of holding on for dear life, you know, you're going to see a lot of defensive type substitutions, and then eventually I think they're going to. Uh, to drop some points, I'd be curious to go back and look at like what it was like under Ben Olsen and how many times that happened. Too many. Uh, I, I way didn't that I didn't. I <laughs> way too
1: many. That'll be my non my non data analytical uh, answer for that. Just to to wrap up on Kamara slash Sorga. Apparently Kamara is injured, so that may be an indicator into why he's why he's going to start this weekend. Not just because he is Estonia Messi, who will score seven thousand goals, but also due to lack of <laughs> lack of healthy bodies. Uh, Jordi Reyna also injured.
0: Yeah, so Yordorani injured. I, I think that was that was pretty much known. Mm-hmm. That was one of the ones known. I did find it interesting he was like he was like, Oh, we you know, those were injuries that mostly we knew, and I'm like, You've had like three player, three or four players go down with injuries. You had one player who was almost coming back in Bill Hamid mm-hmm. and then he got injured again. Um, I'm not. I'm not really sure. I agree with your assessment there, Lasada. I, I think some of that. Some of that had to do. I, the players that are getting injured, I'm automatically assuming those are the ones he's talking about when he talks about like being out of shape, you know, no fitness or whatever. So, I mean, all Chris
1: Adoyatsum has not featured is is away from the team uh, for some reason. It's not necessarily stated that it's injury or whatever else. He's just not playing. He's not with the team. Kevin Perez uh, injured um there's there's a pretty good there's a pretty good chunk of players who are not available this first weekend uh just with small i think i think it's very much likely that they ran into a buzzsaw of this of this preseason that that the man the man focused on fitness was like we going we gonna run now it's time to work and some of these players were either not necessarily prepared for that from their off season or from a trunk i mean it was a long off season so theoretically they should have had time to know that they've got to be ready, particularly players that have been playing for multiple years. They may not, they did not know that they were going to have this particular coach with this particular mindset about uh, about fitness, but uh, we'll, we'll see how it develops. This could be him trying to sort of, once again, sort of lower expectations a little bit uh, going into the season. I want, oh, one prediction that I can just make now off the top of my head, DC United through the first three games will not have enough points to qualify for the U.S. Open Cup and will not participate. Bold prediction, very bold.
0: You're just you're just guaranteeing. See, that's not. Fun. Listen, that's called. Of course, that's like I. That's something I. That's a made.
1: minus one ten bet right there. That I'm just. I'm making All sure right, to cash. Yeah. I'm gonna bet a dollar to get eighty cents. Uh, I have a question here. If I'm going to do an MLS betting podcast, if you guys want to see it, let me know, and then I'll figure yes. out. I'll figure out how to make that <laughs> happen.
0: All right, we've got some. Uh... We we've got some we got some show stuff to drop before we before we close. I, you have picked teams for the playoffs from both divisions. We're not doing that. I, I didn't get yeah. <laughs> I I didn't I didn't get enough time to to, to get all that together. So we're, we're not going to
1: watch. Watch uh, tried and true's two hour preseason podcast. I think they probably will yes. have done
0: that somewhere in there. Yeah, watch all the other MLS previews. I, I'm struggling enough with my draft and trying to figure out who to select and realizing that I like. Focused in on DC and did not care. I'm like looking at team rosters and like, who the heck is this? I don't know who the heck this is. Literally giving the game away to the rest of my draft mates. You're welcome. They all well,
1: There's so song. much private draft content in this episode. All of the, all of your league is gonna be very <laughs> excited with this show. So let me let uh, since I'm the king of promotion, let me let me let me handle all this business. RFKrefugees.com slash tailgate. Make sure you're yes. signed up for that. We will have our first tailgate, virtual tailgate, lot eight tailgate, on Saturday uh, remains to be seen where All members of this show will physically be located for the show, but we will all be on this zoom. The idea is we're going to get together. We're going to drink, uh, you know, beers or whatever it is that you want to drink, alcoholic or non talk about the season, talk about the game, uh, just be enjoy being each other's company, uh, before the game. And then we'll have a very short 30 minute pregame show, which we will then indirectly transition into the official DC United pregame show on, on Comcast or wherever it's going to be this weekend. Uh, so make sure you're joined up for that. We will have uh, if you join up today this week, you'll get the link for the Zoom. Uh, but you can join up right up right up until uh, it, uh, the start time, which is six thirty. So make yes. sure you go to rfkrefugees.com/tailgate and sign up if you haven't yet. It, tell your friends, <laughs> bring bring uh, bring bring all of the people that you would normally have brought to a tailgate, uh, except for you get to. Uh, drink beer in your house, I guess. I don't know the difference.
0: It, it, if if you're vaccinated, have a have a safe watch party. Bring over some of your other vaccinated friends and, and pull up some beers and we're going to talk the game. So, I mean, the first 30 minutes is just going to be, uh, you know, talking about the team, talking about everything, and then we'll have the official show. So definitely check that. You don't want to miss do that. do
1: not. And other thing that we've got to promote for you, uh, we have a scarf uh, for 2021, Ooh. which is pretty cool. There it is right now. We got our test photos today. They're being produced and sent. Uh, a lot of you have already pre-ordered, and I really appreciate that. As soon as we get them, pre-orders will roll out the door. And a lot of you also ordered stickers. So uh, if you guys want, if you guys want those, it's great. Go to RFK, rfkrefugees.com. It's on the top and on the right-hand side of the webpage where you can pre-order. Uh, I believe it's twenty-five dollars, uh, and that comes uh, shipping included. So you'll get a scarf. Rocket at the stadium. It will be very cool. You will be a very cool person if you are wearing a podcast scarf. I just want to let you know that. If you're thinking, <laughs> if you're listening and thinking, is that lame? The answer is not. It's not lame. It's very cool. It's very cool to have podcasts. So I, I, I of course, am biased because a, it is my podcast, but b, also, I do this for other podcasts. I am, I am that guy. Uh, so we had, a, we had a shirt that did really well. I was wearing that today. In fact, uh, we're trying this out. If these are popular, we'll order more of them. I think that, I think that yeah. the, these are. I think this is a good product for us to sort of have available. Cause I know people love scarves. They love scarf walls. they love to wear them. they love to take them to the stadiums. Anyway, check it out. Go, go to the website, order them if you want. And to those of you who are already pre-ordered some of you, I see you in the chat. Uh, thank you for doing that. And for encouraging us to, to have more of these merch options. And we'll, we'll keep looking for other things you guys want. We'll, we'll anything you want, we'll make it happen.
0: Yep. And uh, also, yeah, we'll, I want to see, I want to see these on M- the NBC sports, Washington podcast. Or a show. I, I want to see. I want to see those scarves. Yeah, uh, that's a good way to it do up. it. I I, I, I want to see them. If, if 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 you if you can prove it, and and you can also message me, and I am heading out. But when when things start to go about Audi Field, I will buy you a beer if you can get yourself on TV holding up one of those scarves.
1: And, um, and speaking speaking of scar, or, um, I guess I shouldn't. I will not. Uh, this is next week? Oh, we've got an exciting giveaway coming up next week that you're going to want to be excited about that will involve our, involve our Patreon. So uh, I yep. don't want to spoil that one yet, but uh, just like just like the game coming up, there's a lot of things to look forward to in the next uh, eight or nine days.
0: <laughs> we're on cable. We're, on, we're finally on cable. We're on cable. I'm so excited That's about that. That's good stuff. I'm so excited about that. I got my DVR all set up. It's not It's not on. I, I literally, I just wanted to see it on the little like guide on my Verizon Fios today. It's not there yet, but it Soon. will be. And I'm very excited about it. All right, guys. I think that's going to do it for the show. Uh, thank you all so, so much for listening. Uh, Patreon.com slash refugees Twitter.com RFQRefugees. refugeescom Sign up for the tailgate. Do all the things. Uh, you guys are awesome. I am so excited. We are, we are six days away. I think I got that timing right. Yep. Six days away from the season. It's coming up fast and furious. That was, I think, going to be the title of the show in some capacity. So uh, thank you all so much for listening. We will catch you guys on Thursday. Vamos. Oh.